Welcome to the A to Z Sports powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach. He is Jack Gentry in for Zach Bingham uh, live on this Thursday. We go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also find the links to the show on our Twitter feed, our Instagram story, and also hit us up and follow us on TikTok. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Got to thank our sponsors because uh, they make it happen for us and they help out you guys with Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Uh, the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, and Farm Your Health Plans. Get better with Farm Your Health Plans. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So unfortunately, the, the, earlier in the week, uh, we've got some really good practice video uh, from uh, Tuesday's practice, but we've learned uh, that Facebook has been cracking down on playing rap music uh, on the show. So, you know, if we find, if we get really good uh, practice video and it's too close to the speakers uh, at St. Thomas Sports Park on the practice field, then we literally cannot play that audio on the show. So we'll have to make uh, the adjustment so Facebook doesn't snipe us. Come on, uh, because, Zuckerberg. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's super sensitive now. Like I get like that, you know, copyright stuff is legit, but my goodness, like we're, we're filming a practice and there happens to be a speaker playing the baby or something. What are we supposed to do with it? So we'll have to mute those videos, which sucks because sometimes, uh, you know, you get good interaction that you can hear from the player and the coach going back and forth, but we'll have to make sure uh, we don't make that mistake again, moving forward. Uh, that we did yesterday as well. So, and Lucas says, you know, F Facebook, play the video. No, we can't because we, we need, we need, like, we'll play the video. We just will drop the audio from it. So, but here's something we, we I actually had to drop some audio from uh, in editing this morning because Taylor Lewan did not hold back from a few four letter words uh, when he talked about uh, what last year was like and what this year is. So let's go ahead and play this clip of Lewan talking about the biggest difference uh, in him, in his uh, season a year ago, and how he's feeling right now. Football is now fun for me again. If there's any difference you guys want to know between last year and this year, I'm enjoying the hell out of myself now. Last year, like, let's not get it twisted. That shit was miserable. You know what I'm saying? You guys go ahead and bleep that out, Fox. You know what I'm saying? But seriously, that shit was miserable. It was the first game was terrible. The until the middle of the season, yeah, at the end of the year things started going well. But damn, it was just not fun. Every week was like, you know, you don't feel your best. You're making 100, 100 excuses in your head. And then you get done. You got to go unpack all those things. You can't just pretend like it didn't happen. Like I had to go and talk to a lot of people and figure that stuff out and unpack that stuff. And once we did, it was, you know, I feel a whole lot better. I feel more like myself than I ever have. So that's Lawan from Tuesday. And I, you know, I think that's a massive development to hear yeah. Taylor Lawan talk like that because he also mentioned in, when he talked to the media for – you know, several, several minutes uh, about how this time a year ago, he really wasn't running yet. And he's out there going through it in full speed in May for him, which is big. So what was your initial takeaway from hearing Lawan talk uh, a couple of days ago? You, you, it's not just what he said, it's how he said it, right? His attitude. I mean, he seemed very upbeat, very positive. And those of you who've listened to the Tighten Up podcast episode, we called it the optimism episode because everybody – at this point in the offseason, OTA is just starting back up. The guys are actually hitting the field, so it's not just you know, you know talking about last season shortcomings. We finally get to move on and see these guys back on the field. So I thought that was good for Lawan. I thought what he said was awesome. I wrote a story about it. You can check it out on a to zsports.com on just why Lawan's leadership is so important right now. I, I think it's great that he's there. Obviously, what he went through last offseason was tough for him. I understand that it was – a. It, it probably was, uh, you know, a crappy season for him. Just getting back to what he has been able to do through his first eight years in his career, you know, it took some time last year. We saw it. He struggled out of the gates against the Cardinals, got his butt kicked by Chandler Jones, and and really missed some time. In it. He was in and out of the, the lineup or, the you know, the 53-man mm -hmm. for the first quarter of the season. So, yeah, he should be having more fun. He has less stuff to worry about. This offseason is about him getting better, not him recovering which is a massive difference. We all know the toll, or maybe we don't know, but there is a mental toll that comes along 
with an ACL injury and the brutal process to get back to your old self. So I thought Taylor Lewan's comments uh, were refreshing. I love that he has a positive attitude heading into, I mean, we're in May right now. A lot of these veterans, we talked about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dudes on the defensive side of the ball that just aren't there. Yeah. I think it's massive that not only is he there, but he's happy about being there. Yeah, and he's excited because he had something taken away from him. And this isn't the first time that Lawan had something taken away from him because Eric Torres will not stop commenting on Facebook about P.E.D. Taylor Lawan, uh, misspelling his last name and all that kind of stuff. But Eric is stuck on, uh, you know, P.E.D. suspension Taylor Lawan. But yeah, a few years ago, he got suspended for P.E.D.s uh, and it was not steroids. It was It was more of a... Uh, supplement side of things that helps with the uh, the brain activity is what Lawan talked about. So it was not like he was juicing uh, for Lawan, but he had that. He had football taken away from him in the first four weeks of the 2019 season. He came back, had a little bit of rust, and then finished the 2019 season where the Titans went to the AFC title game playing really, really good football. He started off 2020 playing really, really good football. The Titans were 5-0. and Jonu Smith was a beast. Lawan tears his ACL against the Texans, uh, and he's out, right? The Titans actually played 500 football down the stretch. They went 6-6 six and six without Taylor Lawan after starting 5-0 and oh with him that year, and Jonu Smith's production dropped off significantly because he had to help out the left tackle fill-in. And then last year, we saw, like you just talked about, he was not consistent. Uh, he had to miss week two against Seattle, was there for emergency purposes only, and that quick kind of led to Ty Sambrio uh, retiring. So <laughs> I think Lawan has had football taken away from him a couple times. He went through the misery, what his words, of the ACL recovery, which is why I think he is poised for a massive season. And he kind of has to have a massive season because what he also mentioned in his availability on Tuesday is that he hasn't had any guaranteed money on his contract since his PED suspension. That's a lot of risk betting on yourself. It's a lot of money lost. He lost money for being suspended for PEDs. He lost guaranteed money on his contract because of what that suspension meant. And he lost money on his contract for being on injured reserve with the ACL tear. So he's got a lot to ride on over, over this season and the enthusiasm that he's approaching the season and the offseason with is a good thing to see. And they need him on the offensive line to play at a very high level to protect Ryan Tannehill consistently. So I think it's a big deal. We'll play, uh, we'll play the video again, but I do want to ask this question. How much do you trust Taylor Wan's play to back up his words this year? How much do you trust Taylor Lewan's play to back up his words this year? We'll play his words one more time, uh, but this is a one through 10 range that we want to get your guys' opinion on. Uh, but first, I'm going to tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. You can do it in a bunch of different ways. You can call. You can Zoom. You can walk into 200-plus locations across the entire state of Tennessee, but they can help you save on your health coverage. Zach, we'll talk about this when he comes back because Zach's sick this week, and he's used Farm Bureau Health Plan services to help figure out what he's sick with. And I'll let him tell more about that when he comes back, but check it out for you, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Yeah, absolutely. If you're into sports betting, you should also have the BetMGM Sportsbook app downloaded onto your phone. Whatever kind of phone you have, make sure you have the BetMGM app to go along with it. You download that new users. You plug in the code that you see on your screen, A to Z Sports, A-T-O-Z Sports, gets you a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Plenty of stuff to bet on tonight. You've got the MLB in action. You've got the Western Conference Finals, the, the Warriors looking to close out the Mavericks on the hardwood. You've also got the NHL playoffs in full swing. The selection is unbeatable on BetMGM. It's an easy-to-navigate app for those of you who are new to sports betting. For those of you who are just looking to switch books, trust me, BetMGM is the place for you. Download the app. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. You lose that bet, no worries. You still have your initial deposit. You win that bet, awesome. You get extra money on top of your initial deposit. So download the BetMGM app and use that promo code A to Z Sports 
to get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. All right, Jack Gentry in for Zach Bingham, who's still out sick this week. Uh, but we're talking about Taylor Lewan and why I think he's poised to have a massive season this year for the Titans. We'll get into Bud Dupree as well. But here's Lewan's comments again from Tuesday after OTAs about the difference from last year and this year. Then I'll send Jack the comments next. Football is now fun for me again. If there's any difference you guys want to know between last year and this year, I'm enjoying the hell out of myself now. Last year, like, let's not get it twisted. That shit was miserable. You know what I'm saying? You guys go ahead and bleep that out, Fox. You know what I'm saying? But seriously, that shit was miserable. It was the first game was terrible. The until the middle of the season, yeah, at the end of the year things started going well, but damn, it was just not fun. Every week was like, you know, you don't feel your best. You're making 100, 100 excuses in your head, and then you get done. You got to go unpack all those things. You can't just pretend like it didn't happen. Like I had to go and talk to a lot of people and figure that stuff out and unpack that stuff. And once we did, it was, you know, I feel a whole lot better. I feel like more of myself than I ever have. So that's a little one from Tuesday after OTA practice. So Jack, to the comment section you go. The question we've asked everybody is how much do you trust Taylor Wan's play to back up his words this year on a one through 10 scale? What's everybody saying? Blue man starting it off strong with a zero, big old fat goose egg. Yes. Eric Castillo <laughs> with the snowman. He thinks it's an eight. Lawan's going to do it this year. Bryce Erickson says a one, doesn't really trust him. Uh, Daniel Perez says seven. Alonzo, nine. Derek, nine. Let me Depp pause you real quick. I, I know this is a good question because we've had a zero, we've had a one, we've had eights and sevens and nines, <laughs> right? It's all across the board. Some people exactly right. trust Lawan, some people absolutely have give him zero benefit of the doubt where Alex says six because he gives him the benefit of the doubt, but continue there, Jack. Kenneth says eight. Wilbur, nine. Uh, Nick Ewing, 9.8. That's the highest we've seen so far. Stephen King, I love the Stephen King thousandth decimal point number, 6.942. Um, little crazy, but I'm, I'm with it, Stephen. I give Taylor a seven, says Sean Barbie. Um, Max says seven. Titans Fox says eight. Sheila, also with an eight. LAC says this is a Jack Conklin year. Jared Hicks says eight and a half out of 10. Coming back from major injury and having a down season should have been expected. Uh, Donald eight, Dylan eight, David says seven. So does Jabu. Lucas Burks, 10. He's all in. Happy 420, Lucas Burks. Maurice says seven. We've got Xavier with a six. I will says seven and a half. Pac Man says eight. Jeff Rubel says six. Eric says 8.3. Derek, 8.5. Stacy a solid nine. Xavier with a six. Um, Stephen King, nine out of 10. Zach got COVID again. Um, <laughs> he, he does not have COVID. I do Hello, know for a fact. Can confirm Eric Zach does not have COVID. Eric Torres says zero. So well, you mentioned it, man. We, we, we saw it from both sides of the spectrum here. Some people don't trust it at all. They've heard Luan talk before. Mm -hmm. They're tired of, of, of hearing him talk. They want to see his actions on the field. Actions matter more so than words do. In Taylor Lewan's case, they need to see it. They've heard about it for the past nine seasons. They want to see it on the field. So, so what was your number again? Sorry. Oh, I haven't given my number. Oh, so, so what is your number? I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go seven. I, okay. I think seven's safe. I don't want to play it safe, but I think I have to here. There's a, there's a few different things at play this year for Taylor Lewan that he hasn't had to deal with in years past. He's had chemistry with left his left guard for the past few years. Roger Saffold and Lawan, obviously, the run left brand, that whole mantra was because of those two guys and Derrick Henry. Now he's going to have to work with somebody different this year at left guard, probably Jamarco Jones. Taylor Lawan, he's a two-time pro bowler, but he's also in his ninth season. And I think we saw enough in that first half of the season last year to say, uh, you know, maybe there's a drop-off coming. And I, I understand he finished the season a whole lot stronger than he started it. But uh, again, ninth year at, at the offensive tackle position, he's got a new partner to work with on the left side of the line. I, I think his veteran leadership is important, you know, because you're replacing two starters on that offensive line. You've got a new left guard coming in. You've got a new right tackle coming in, whether that's Raidens or Petit Frere. We saw Luan working overtime with Petit Frere at camp in day two of OTAs. So, for me, it's a seven. Uh, I've heard Lawan a lot. Uh, I think a lot of Titans fans are, are almost. Uh, I don't want to speak. I don't want to use a blanket statement here, but at least I'll, I'll say that I am kind of sick of just hearing from him. I, I want to see him perform this year. I, I know he's, you know, the biggest personality the Titans have in that locker room. He's a great teammate. Uh, all the guys love him. He stands up for his guys. Ever, you know, 
Ever since he came into the league, whether it was Mariota or Tannehill, something happened to that guy. Taylor Lewan was in the dude's face. We remember the Richard Sherman incident, obviously. Um, but Lewan, I, I need to see it this year. And coming off this ACL, he's got a full offseason to get better. He, he mentioned he didn't even get to run until mid-June or early July of last offseason. So we're in May. He's already ahead of the schedule. He's got this full offseason, like I mentioned, which will be so important for him. I need I need to see him start the season strong. Titans have to start the season strong if they want to make if they want to win this division. So sure. I'm going seven. Okay, that's fine. Um, trying to think because like I I I don't want to go too high on this because obviously just because he's healthy right now doesn't mean he'll be healthy in the season. Julio Jones was healthy in June, and we know how unhealthy what he was just two months later in August and stayed unhealthy throughout the year. So injuries happen throughout, but I, I do trust what Lawan is saying here. I do I do believe last year was that miserable on him because it was a roller coaster type season of emotions of dealing with the full recovery mentally and physically of the knee. And I truly believe he will be up for a massive year. Like I, I think Lawan's gonna have a massive year. Really? And that's a good thing for the Titans because He's talked about this publicly. His contract right now is actually pretty affordable for a higher level left tackle. He's still that when he's healthy. He played well at the end of the last season, so I agree with what you're saying there, Jack. I'm going to go with an 8 out of 10. An 8 out of 10 that Lawan is ready to come back because he spent all last offseason trying to recover from an injury. The first significant injury he's really had as an, an NFL player that requires a massive surgery and a recovery window of eight to 12 months. But now where he is at now going into this year, I think it's huge because he's spent the entire off season, not trying to get back to even or back to playing level, but now improving on where he was. I think that's a huge deal. Like we talk about all the time, John Smith. Why did John Smith have a really, really good fourth year because the, the it was his third offseason as a pro, right? His first two offseasons as a pro were spent rehabbing knee surgeries. Then his third offseason as a pro, he was healthy, and then he had a massive fourth year. So whenever you have a healthy offseason, it just allows you to jump and have a big impact in the following season. And Lawan, I expect that from him. Because he's got a lot riding on this. His career is kind of in limbo at this point based off of how this year goes. And so I think he's going to have a big year. And just like Lawan, Bud Dupree is also poised to have a massive year because he's going to the same injury. Yeah, you're right about Bud Dupree. A couple of good points you made. I think motivation is going to be big for Lawan this year. You mentioned no guaranteed money. He's kind of out there to to prove to people that he can still be that top seven, top eight offensive tackle in the league like he's paid to be. Um, uh, another good one is, um, you, you know, th- there's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of extra pressure on the wand just because, you know, you've got Ben Jones at center, but really everyone else is on their first contract or at least, uh, you know, first contract with the Titans. You've got Jamarco Jones at left guard, Dylan Radins, Petit Frere out there. Lawan has to be the anchor, right? Lawan can't afford to to not play anywhere below, you know, a top ten caliber level. He can't he can't afford to have a drop because the rest of the offensive line is going to be new. It's going to take some time to mesh. Lawan has to hold up his end of the bargain uh, for for this Titans team. Not only uh, in in the passing game, he's got to protect Tannehill's blind side, but also in the run game. If you want to keep that run left mantra, you're to keep wearing those hats. He's got to be the anchor on that left side. Yeah, uh, and then Nick brings up, uh, he says, uh, can't expect Robert Woods and Caleb Farley to be great until 2023. And that's a good point, Nick, because, you know, and everybody deals with ACLs differently, but I always think, and I think this is the same for everybody, that the second season after the ACL recovery is better than the first season. D- you know, does that make sense? Because in, in, in like the first season for Robert Woods and Caleb Farley could be great. I don't know. Like it could be, it could be really yeah. good, but I still think that the next year will be even better than this year for those two guys because Bud Dupree wasn't bad last year either. Bud Dupree was really good, 
when he was out there. Je- year two, Jeffrey Simmons also would like a word. He was another guy who kind of took that leap after having a full off season um, to not rehab, but like you said, to get better than where he was when he was last healthy. So yeah, um, yeah there are plenty of good examples. And so, some guys can do it the first year they come off that injury. You know, there, there's been guys that have been able to do it. AP is the biggest one. Uh, winning an MVP, rushing for 2,000 yards after tearing his ACL at running back. But uh, everybody heals differently. Robert Woods, I think I think a lot of people are really excited with how Robert Woods looks right now. I, I don't know that a lot of people, including myself, thought he'd be that ready right now. I know he's not ready to put on pads and play in the preseason, but he looks like he's on track. Yeah, and Bryce is uh, really anti Taylor Lewan. And he says, imagine giving up five sacks and still having fans defend you. He's done guys get over it. He's focused on his life after football. He has been a while now. He doesn't care anymore. I think that's just an irresponsible jaded comment from a fan who is butthurt uh, that his, one of the players on his team has other interests asides of being 1000% involved in football. No, you're right. Bryce, it Bryce is being ridiculous. Like again, you're being extreme. You can you can have your doubts on Taylor Lewan's words because we've always heard Lewan talk a, a big game, right? But yeah, the last three years he hasn't been playing a big game. Mm-hmm. Half the time he's either been hurt, suspended, or recovering from being hurt. So like, you're fine to doubt the guy, but Bryce is just giving massive extremes. Uh, and saying that he's done with football and he never and he doesn't care anymore <laughs> is just flat out stupid and tells me that you're so consumed with Taylor Lewan that you can't get past some things. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's okay to you know have your doubts about Lewan's performance on the field. And obviously, you know, him, you know, doing this podcast on the side while he's playing terribly like he was at the start of last year, that frustrates some fans, right? Because you you hear everything from you just want to see it, you know. You, and and he showed it towards the end of the season, and that that's also what makes him polarizing is because he has a podcast on the Titans. Yeah, uh, you know, so um, I that's the question. You know, do you trust his words anymore? Uh, he he's talked a big game like you mentioned in years past, hadn't been able to back it up. We'll see what happens this year. Yeah, but I I, I do think when I'm looking at and plus one, uh, Lawan did not give up five sacks to Chandler Jones. Uh, two of those were on the other side of the field. Uh, so he gave up three sacks to Chandler Jones, Too still bad. Sacks. And, and, but again, like that was his first game back. He obviously was not ready. Right. So it, you have to move on from that. He played well in the last half of the year. And so now can you follow that? Can he follow that up with a good season? Again, everybody seems to be taking this so personal. <laughs> like Bryce Lewan, man. That's 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 how people think about Lawan. I mean, you're yeah. either all you're on the bandwagon or you're completely off of it. I mean, all, uh, not rooting for his demise, but like there are people that genuinely don't like Lawan because of how much he talks and how you know his play hasn't really backed it up, and especially it, last year. It blows my that. mind of people who think that football player needs to work out more and get in the film room more. Like, do you realize like it take like you can overwork? Like there is such a thing of overworking out, and you like your body needs re- recovery. You cannot work out seven hours a day. And so, my God, if you work out for a couple hours a day and then you go record a podcast that takes you an hour and a half tops including two in there, uh, like it's not that big of a deal, people. Once it's a not. week. Like, I, I do really think optics ridiculous. I do think optics matter with Lawan, though. You know? Yeah, uh, I mean, op- and, and Lawan has found himself in bad optics situations. Yes. Constantly over the last few years. Yeah, but, but again, like blaming Le- – saying Lawan doesn't care about football anymore is one of the laziest things yes, that a fan can say. And his interviews at – the at day two of OTA, if he didn't care about football, he wouldn't be at optional vol- voluntary yes. OTAs. Like yes. he, he would not be there if he did not care about football. And much, you know, to even further that point, his attitude at OTAs, he care, he still cares about football. This guy wants to win. He wants to win in Tennessee. He's mentioned before that he doesn't even know if you, you know, there comes a time where the Titans are done with him. He doesn't even know if he'd want to play for anybody else. So he cares about the Titans. He cares about football. 
That's why he's at OTAs when he doesn't even have to be. Yeah. Taylor Wan's base salary this year is $12.9 million. You know how much of that $12.9 million he got for being at practice last week? Zero of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not how the player salaries work. So like he cares about football. Bryce and other people like Bryce are taking things so personal because you don't like the fact that a player has life outside of football on a public stage. That's it's, just the truth. It's the new era. All these players are going to, all the good players in the NFL have a podcast. Most of them do at least. Yeah. Draymond Green's got a podcast. He freaking did it the night after the game three the, the other day in the Western Conference final. The McCordys have a big one. There's a handful of guys in the NFL. Darren Bates, obviously we love Darren Bates. Um, but, but there's a bunch of guys in the, not in, not just in the NFL, NFL, but in the NBA, MLB as well. Athletes, big athletes are starting to do podcasts. They know that they've got to make a career for themselves after the game. So that's one way to do it. And especially, you know, capitalizing on your fan base. Yeah. And Ethan Ramsey's saying, if you cut it, who's playing left tackle again, like Bryce took us on a tangent that I was not expecting to do this. Uh, but again, it just irks me that people, that some fans are so ridiculously extreme about things. So anyway, but let's let's go ahead and move on because I do think just like Taylor Wan is poised for a massive season, Bud Dupree is too for the same reason, right? You've got um, an opportunity to have the second year after an ACL recovery, which means you can build upon the strength and recovery that you had from the year before. So let's ask this question. Who's more critical to their unit success, Taylor Lewan for the offense or Bud Dupree for the defense. I'll have Jack uh, go to the comment section to see what everybody's saying. Uh, but who is more critical to their unit success, Taylor Lewan for the offense or Bud Dupree for the Titan for the Titans defense? But first, I'm gonna tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. Check them out and make them a part of your new car buying process because it is tough to buy a new car right now. It really is because. You know, there's a shortage of inventory out there and you get, you get people trying to sell you and upsell you into cars and things and packages that you don't need. Wilson County Hyundai does not do that. You don't walk onto their lot and feel like you're in a sleazy car salesman lot. No, they take care of you uh, because they are family owned and operated. Payne Bone, we've known him for several years. We've worked with Wilson County Hyundai for several years and you can trust them to maximize your car buying process because they're also in Lebanon, which means you don't have those downtown Nashville prices. So check them out for your new car buying process. Go see them in Lebanon or check them out at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Download the BetMGM app, use code A to Z sports and cash in on a risk-free bet up to $1,000. It's easy. It's that easy. BetMGM is the easiest app to navigate of all the sportsbook apps. It's got the widest selection uh, you can do same game parlays. You can do live bets. Anything you'd ever want as a sports better, they've got it at BetMGM. So make sure you download the BetMGM app. Use the promo code that you see on your screen, A to Z Sports, for a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Risk-free. What what great words those two words are. Risk-free. So you, you, if you lose that risk-free bet, you, you stick with what you started with. You know, you deposit whatever it is, you lose that bet, no worries. Your, your initial deposit is still in your account. If you win that bet, there's extra money on top of your initial deposit. You can't lose with BetMGM. So download that app. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports for a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Yep. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older. It's the only new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligible requirements. Rewards issued at knowledge level free bets. Check credit for best expiry seven days. For probably have support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Jack, what are the comments saying about Lawan or Dupree? Who is more critical for their unit success? Bonzo says Lawan. Steven says Lawan. Mo, Moj, what is this? Moj Conhugo says Lawan. Jeff says Lawan. Shannon Lawan. Titans Kyle Lawan. Alex Lawan. Mm. Uh, Ryan says Taylor Lawan. Von Jeffrey. Uh, Van Jeffrey says Lawan. LAC Lawan. Holy God, is it Lawan? Says <laughs> Jeff the Barbarian. Um, <laughs> Derek R. Lawan, Orlando Lawan, no question. Malachi Lawan. Haven't seen one Bud Dupree yet. Taylor for sure. Dupree has help around him. Jarvis says Lawan. Uh, we've got Donson L saying Lawan. Nick Ewing says Lawan. Eric Lawan. No Bud Dupree yet. I'm just going to let you keep Dupree. going until you get a Bud Dupree. Xavier Taylor. Uh, Jared says Lawan. Donald says Lawan. Uh, Ricochet Ray says Lawan. Deborah Lawan. 
Mark Pac-Man King, Lawan, Jabu Lawan, Ethan Ramsey Lawan, Jeff Rubel Lawan, <laughs> Brian Lawan. Oh, John. Thank you, John. Dupree. Henry ran without Lawan, and he's had all of his success with that rotating O-line. So that's our first Bud Dupree. Okay. But so everyone else know. is on, on Taylor Lawan's train. I have seen some other Bud Dupree's file in, uh, okay. but yeah, very heavily Taylor Lawan. Does that make like Titans fans? Does that make you feel good or bad? That like Bud Dupree is a big time player. Yeah, he's paid like one. That's yeah. there's no question about that. I mean, he signed a five year what was it five year eighty two and a half million dollar deal with the Titans. That's right. So that's a lot of money to be paying a guy who just had three sacks last year. And I know, I know the sacks aren't. It, not everything is about sacks when you're a pass rusher. We we've gone through this before with Jadavian Clowney. Obviously, Bud Dupree had a bigger impact in his one season with the Titans than Jadavian Clowney did, sure. who, by the way, is running it back with the third-place Cleveland Browns. Um, <laughs> but Lawan seems to be the chat's answer. Uh, and, and Austin, i got to be honest with you. I agree with him. The defense last year, the pass rush last year, even with Bud Dupree, who missed time with the abdominal injury he's, he, he uh, came down with, he started slow. He wasn't he wasn't really ramped up early in the season. They kind of took it easy with him. Uh, the three sacks, like I mentioned, and I know that he had some big plays. He forced – he essentially won the Titans that game in Indianapolis where Carson Wentz threw it in Elijah Molden's lap at the goal mm -hmm. line, right? Yeah. That play won the Titans the game pretty much. And um, there, was a, there was a play, because you mentioned the start of the season. There was a play in week two in Seattle that I don't know if the Titans win that game without Bud Dupree making Russell Wilson backpedal and throw it out of bounds on third and 10. Yeah. Cause the I, Titans were, the Titans were behind two scores in the fourth quarter came back and won in overtime. And that was a big momentum swing. Cause Bud Dupree forced a punt and stopped the clock in doing so. Right. It wasn't a sack. It showed up as a Russell Wilson incomplete pass. That's it. No Bud Dupree involvement whatsoever. But Bud Dupree made that play. So my answer really isn't as much about Taylor Lewan and the offense as it is about Bud Dupree and the defense. Titans had one probably the best pass rush they've had since the chain gang back in 08, right? With Tony Brown, Albert Hainsworth. Um, you had Kyle Vandenbosch and an old Javon Curse on that roster. So the, the pass rush looked great last year, and this was even with Dupree not having a full season healthy only having three sacks, playing across from Harold Landry, who had a career year and got paid. He, that man got his bag this offseason. You brought in Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons, who can get to the quarterback um, through the interior, which is something that many teams in the NFL are, desperately look for, not only in the draft, but free agency. And those guys do not grow on trees. Mm -hmm. So to have two of those guys on the interior is, is a massive advantage for the Titans defense. And Obviously, the secondary helped last year. We saw Kevin Byard pop up with a bunch of turnovers. Christian Fulton came on as well. We'll see what happens with the linebackers this year. We got Monty Rice uh, back there as well that is going to probably be playing rotationally behind David Long and Zach Cunningham. But the defense fared well. It was a top-10 defense and a number-two run defense in the NFL, even with Dupree not having those sack numbers that we're so used to seeing from him, at least when he was in Pittsburgh. Right. I mean, he, he had an, an eight sack year before he signed with the Titans and an 11 and a half sacks a year before it. So he mm -hmm. takes a step back three sacks this year. But the Titans defense doesn't suffer at all. I mean, Bud Dupree was still I mean, you, we talk about quarterback pressures, you know, just impacting the quarterback, making him move, maybe, uh, you know, causing a double team every now and then while you let Landry work on the opposite side. But but the Titans defense can succeed without Bud Dupree racking up double digit sack numbers yeah yeah no doubt so here's john's comment john on facebook said it's a cop-out but they're both important obviously yes they're both one of the two of the higher paid players on the roster john says i chose dupree because of the old saying the defense wins championships and i think the defense would be even better this season i i, I agree there but I, another I the defense wins championships anymore well quarterback it does. championships it, yeah but look at look at the super bowls Look at the quarterbacks. Right. But look at, you know, Patrick Mahomes was horizontal the entire Super Bowl when the Bucks, 
The Bucks' offense oh, is absolutely. fine. Pass rush. There, there's an emphasis on pass, and rush. and that's what we're talking about, right? And so you can see it through the comp. look. The, the Bengals uh, Rams game from this past Super Bowl was really tight. There was an opportunity for Joe Burrow to go down there and make that thing really interesting. But what happened? Quentin Spain got knocked on his ass by Aaron Donald, and Aaron Donald ate Joe Burrow, and mm-hmm. the game was over. So does defense win championships? I think in the Super Bowl, yes. You there's a lot of different ways you can get there. But the last two Super Bowls, we've seen defensive play and pass rush specifically take over those games and win for those winning teams. Now, another uh, comment that I wanted to read that I thought was really good. Uh, I, I got to be able to find it uh, because it was a, I, I really liked it. And let's see. Ah, Rob. He says, Rob says, Lawan could have a great season, but the Titans offense still not be effective, which is true. But right. I, I – and Bud Dupree could have a bad season and the Titans defense still be really good. If Taylor Juan has a bad season, the Titans offense is more likely to have a bad season. Bad, bad season. Really bad season. But Rob's not wrong. Lawan could play great, but the offense struggle. But if Lawan struggles, it almost guarantees that the offense will struggle. No doubt about it. Luan is a, the most important piece. Uh, you can make a case that he's the most important piece on that offense this year. And, and I know it sounds crazy having Derrick Henry back there, Ryan Tannehill in a pivotal year. You've got Traylon Burks and Robert Woods out there to hopefully help Tannehill in the passing game. But Luan is what Luan is really the only known commodity you have besides Tannehill at this point. I think Titans fans know what they're going to get out of Tannehill now, especially in the regular season. But Derrick Henry, I know the injury was a fluke one. But again, I think all Titans fans will be interested to see how he starts the season and how and what his workload looks like early. I know Todd Downing ran him into the ground to start last season. I'm not blaming blaming Todd Downing for a fluke injury, but it's going to be. I want to see how he looks early on. Taylor Lewan, he's healthy. He's had a full off season. He's at OTAs. We see him. We've heard from him. So on an offensive line that really could take a step back this year if they're not careful, Lewan's going to be that anchor, like I mentioned. If Lewan isn't steady. Tannehill's on his back all year, just like he was last year. So the Titans' offensive line has to work. Luana has to be a big part of that, especially not only if if Tannehill's safe back there throwing the football, but if they want to get the ground game going. Derrick Henry likes to bounce it outside. The tackles have to be strong. And, and really, across from Luana's going to be one of the most important positions on the offense, that right tackle spot. Can whoever steps in to fill that role hold it down? Hold yeah, it down yeah. enough so defenses can respect that the Titans might run it out there. That just 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 respect the right side enough. And Dylan Raiden's, you know, what can he do as a developmental piece on the right side of the offensive line? Can he win that right tackle job uh, and and win it convincingly? Because you don't want someone to just like be placed as the starter and not win it convincingly. You want Dylan Raiden's to own that right tackle position. All right, it is Esports. Here live, uh, Pauly D says, um, what's Henry Henry's over-under rushing yards? We'll talk about that, I'm sure, as we lead up uh, to uh, – I haven't seen that close. out yet, I don't think. Uh, no, there's there, there's not a lot of, like, player prop numbers uh-huh. out yet uh, with BetMGM, but that that's a project for the summer. Uh, once we get past yeah. the NBA playoffs and Stanley Cup playoffs – I'm sure that's where uh, yeah, NFL futures will start to become. Yeah, and believe me, I'll be on top of that one. So once it's up there, I'll be, I'll, I'll get that out there and let you guys know. Yeah, yeah. Shannon says uh, we want Petit Frere to win the right tackle job. No, I think you want Dylan Raidens to win the right tackle job. Why would you want the third-round rookie to win it over the second-year second-round pick? <laughs> Shannon sold on Raidens, right? Uh, she she is selling anything. And I think Shannon is a guy, by the way. Shannon can be a uh, is a is a multi-sex yeah. name. I'm sorry that I misgendered you, Shannon. But but look, I don't understand like why Shannon would want the third round rookie to beat out the second round pick. I don't really care as much who wins the job as long as they can step in and do a good job. I mean, sure, you know, you want Raidens to develop because he was that second round pick and he's had a year in the system, but. To me, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we what we saw what the Chiefs did last year with Trey Smith, with Creed Humphrey. You can plug and play rookies, and if they work, they work. It doesn't matter how long they've been and there and what and round they were. And then the follow-up comment is stupid. Uh, Raiden's just isn't thick. You don't need your, your tackles to be thick. Athletic. Like, yeah, you need them to be athletic, fleet-footed, and strong. 
Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what? You know what the Titans' favorite attribute of Nicholas Petit Frere is? His feet, <laughs> not his <laughs> thickness, Shannon. It's his feet and his ability to play on light, quick feet, not be a thick boy out there at right tackle. That's Petit's stupid. feet. There you go. There's a Twitter account for somebody out Petit's there. Petit's feet. Yeah. <laughs> I think the last T is silent. I think it's Petit Frere. Okay. Well, yeah, no hard T in the end. We learned that today. Yes. All right. A to Z Sports here live on this Thursday that's about to turn into a Tuesday because, Jack, it is time for Tuesday Sports Trivia. So get ready for that. Tuesday Sports Trivia on a Thursday uh, because uh, we had a weird show on Tuesday morning. Uh, But we're going to have 10 trivia questions. We need everybody's help. I've got an NFL trivia quiz. So we need everybody, Shannon included, uh, here live on the show. Real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. It's pretty simple. Whenever you get hurt in life, know where to go, know who to turn to. Don't mess up your recovery by going to somewhere else. Go to the best. Go to the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. That is the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org in Franklin, Brentwood, Thompson Station, and in Nolensville. Just check them out right there, boneandjointtn.org. Check these guys out. The show's coming to an end, but after it does, don't let your sports interest stop there, right? Download the BetMGM app. Get your bets in before noon. There's some baseball games going on if you want to bet some baseball. Download the BetMGM app. Use the promo code you see on your screen, ATOZ Sports, for a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Risk-free. Oh, so beautiful. I love hearing it. I love saying it. Risk-free bet up to $1,000 with that code A to Z Sports for you new users out there. You want to switch sportsbook? Go to BetMGM. You want to get into sports betting? Get into BetMGM. Download it onto your phone. Use that promo code A to Z Sports for a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Tuesday Sports Trivia on a Thursday this week, presented by BrentwoodImprint.com, your brand on anything. Seriously, check them out, BrentwoodImprint.com. They can enhance your brand with promotional products for your company or for uh, your employer. If you are working for a company and you want more gear to, to rock the brand, they can do that continuously to promote your product, to promote your brand, elevate your business uh, with any type of product, whether it's uh, gear to wear or uh, office supplies, whatever it might be locally owned and operated Brentwoodimprint.com. Go local. Don't just go national company uh, with your swag, go local um, with Brentwood imprint. Dot com here live on this Tuesday trivia on a Thursday. So Nick, you sports oh, trivia. My week is now complete. Okay, so Jack, I'm excited. I've got I've I've kind of got some redemption this week too. What happened last week? I was out last week. It was the first question, and Jeff Jeff's on me already. Jeff says uh-huh. you're gonna listen to the chat this week. It was the first question. It was it came down to Oscar Robertson or Bill Russell. I forgot the question. Who won the MVP when Wilt averaged like 52 and 20 or something? Um, and, and I went with my gut instead of the chat. And yeah. I was I was wrong. So I, that's not going to happen this week, Jeff. Chat, I, I trust you guys. Y'all have earned my trust. All right. For simplicity, I've got 10 NFL questions this week because I, I hate being the question master where Zach typically is. It's a lot harder to be the question master, and I don't like it. It's more fun to be Jack's spot right now. So uh, I am just going to uh, – be question master day 10 NFL questions. One rule, no Googling. Orlando asked if Drew is still suspended. No, he's back from suspension. Although the day of the week might throw Drew off. I haven't seen him yet today. Uh, All right. So number one, which Viking quarterback joined the 30 interception club in his final season in 1978 by throwing 32 interceptions, which Vikings quarterback joined the 30 interception club in his final year, 1978, by throwing 32 picks. All right, you boomers. I'm going to need uh, the, the chat boomers to come out and help me with this one. 1978, I, I, last year with the Vikings. Yeah, we do have multiple choice on this. Gary Kubiak, Gary Danielson, Fran Tarkenton, Roman Gabriel. Okay, seeing a couple answers coming in already. Um, David says Tark. Lou Man Tarkenton, Stephen King, Randy Moss. Randy Moss is incorrect and also not an option. We have Tarkenton from uh, Jemai, Nick Ewing Tarkenton, Brock Tarkenton, Polly D Tarkenton. 
I think it's going to be Tarkenton. I, th- I think that's what we go with. Let, let's right. lo- let's let's lock in Fran Tarkenton. Final A to Z. Final A to Z. Fran Tarkenton. Ooh, how about this? How about we're not going to know our uh, our score until after all ten questions are done? Oh now. man, the drama. Yeah, the big drama. All right, who was the only coach to win a championship in both the NFL and the AFL, hmm. and he did it with the Colts and the Jets? So only coach to win a championship in both the NFL and AFL and did it with the Colts and Jets. Tom Fears, Forrest Gregg, Otto Graham, Weeb or Webb Eubank. Oh, man, these questions outdate me. Okay. Joe Joe Namath's coach. Charles Jarrell says uh, it's, it's going to be Joe Namath's coach. We need a name, uh, Jarrell, but I like where your head's at. Yeah. Hammer, Hammer says Graham. Um, Otto Graham. Otto Graham. Quarterback, great. I did not know. Donald. I think it's Webb Eubank, right? Donald says it's it's, it's Webb Eubank. Or Although Eubank. Donald. And late is he. Donald, do we go Donald? We, we, need, a, we need a bigger sample size. Pretty... Eubank is spelled wrong from Donald. Although yeah. he said final A to Z. I, I think we go Eubank. G-Man also says Eubank. Let's, oh man, mm, let, let's do Eubank. Let, let, let's lock in Eubank, final A to Z. The autos and autograms are piling in. All there. right, so we locked in Webb Eubank. We don't oh. know the answer yet. All right, here we go. From 1990 to 1993, this Bears quarterback turned into Mike Ditka's whipping boy by being blamed for everything that went wrong. With his new team in 95, he led the league with over 2,500 passing yards and led the Colts to the AFC championship game. Who was this quarterback? I think I know it. Um, Gene Brito, Clyde Simmons, Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. or LC Greenwood? Yeah, I think it's Jim Harbaugh. Is that what I, you're thinking? Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. it's Jim Harbaugh. We'll go ahead and lock that in. Let's let's do final A to Z, Jim Harbaugh. All right. We'll give Chad a break here, a question. Yeah, yeah. All right, question four. The 1995 NFC wildcard playoff game set a record for scoring with the Lions losing 58-37. Who was the winning team that was quarterbacked by Rodney Pete? So who beat the Lions 58-37 in the NFC wildcard game in 1995? Rodney Pete. Who did Rodney Pete play for, chat? Does anybody remember Rodney Pete? Let's see, because I don't, I don't remember Rodney Pete. This was a year before I was on the Earth. Um, Man, you were born in '96. I'm a '96 kid. Yeah. Good lord. '96, '96. Been a long 26 years. All right, so we're getting. Uh, there is multiple choice. I was waiting to see what the chat said uh, to see if they would be right. Since so Eagles here. So far, we've gotten answers for Eagles, Bucks, Steelers, Falcons, Niners. And it makes me feel good because the Eagles are the only team that was listed that was on the multiple choice options. Because the multiple choice options are Cowboys, Redskins, Raiders, Eagles. Okay, I, I saw a Cowboys and a Deadskins as well. Um, let's see. I think we need to go Eagles. Yeah, Eagles has the most answers. I think we've All got right. Eagles final A to Z. All right, we've got Eagles. Question number five. The New Orleans Saints began their franchise in 1967. In their first play ever in the opening game kickoff, John Gilliam ran it all the way back for a Saints score. How many seasons would the Saints play before they had a winning season? So really, the question is, how many seasons would the Saints play before they had a winning season? The options are their first season, 20 seasons, 7 years, or 13 years. How many seasons would the Saints play before they had a winning season? I feel like it has to be either 7 or 13. The first season, why would they be asking this question if it was the first season, right? This wouldn't have made trivia if it was the first season. Yeah. I feel like it's 7 or 13 because those are obscure, not like 20. 20 feels too long as well. I know Archie Manning had it tough down there. but Yeah, but 1987 to have their first winning season would be ridiculous. They had to have had something. So I think 13 feels right. 13. We're getting a lot of 13s in the chat. Stacy says 7. Lou Man, 13. Uh, Jake Evans says 20. Our guy Jake. 
Jeff Rubel, Billy, and Orlando all say 13. Lucas says seven. Pauly D guesses 13. Um, I, I think thir another 13 comes in. Let, let's go with 13. I think we got to lock in 13 with final A to Z. All right, we have done that. It's which 49er, this is question six, which 49er kicker was best known for making 234 consecutive extra points and retired in 1969? Ooh. Hoyle Granger, Steve Avery, Tommy Davis, Willie Brown. Which Never 49er kicker was best known for making 234 consecutive extra points and retired in 1969? Hoyle Granger, Steve Avery, Tommy Davis, Willie Brown. <laughs> Hoyle Granger is a kicker name if I've ever heard one. Um, okay, well, I need help because I, I don't know any of these guys. Steve ah. Avery is a hockey player to me. I don't know Steve Avery, the kicker. Ray Finkel, David David Haynes says Ray Finkel. Let's write that one in. Um, okay, Willie Brown <laughs> sounds right. Chad has no idea. I'm getting that. And then Jarrell says the first name sounds right. Granger. I also want it to be Hoyle Granger, Jake. I think it's good. Steve Avery. What what makes you say that? Do you have any? No, nothing. Nothing. You just okay. Well, do we go Hoyle or Steve? This is this is the great question. Do we need? I, I think Hoyle not... Granger is a joke name. Like that is that's not. You real. don't think it's a real name? It could be a fake name. Steve Avery. I think it's Steve Avery. I'm going to go with Steve Avery. Let's go Steve Avery. Lock it in. Final A to Z. Question seven. Which 15 season Ram and 49er linebacker was named Hackshaw? Who was nicknamed Hackshaw? Mark Bavaro, Russ Francis, Steve Craig, or Jack Reynolds? Hackshaw, what an awesome! I think nickname. it's Jack Reynolds. Hackshaw, Jack Reynolds. Jack Hackshaw Reynolds. Let's see. Hackshaw, uh, Jack, Jack Hackshaw. Orlando is right, man. I, I'm like, I didn't realize this was going to be like that. These are some some throwback questions. Well, and normally we've got some, uh, you know, some Scott current. Weaver's really good with the throwbacks, and you know, it's Thursday, so maybe we don't have our regular Tuesday audience. All right, we're getting a lot of Hackshaw Reynolds. Uh, I think it's I think Derek it's R. Billy, Jake, Robert, all with Jack Reynolds. So let's let's do Jack Reynolds final A to Z. All right. Ooh, we who was the New York Giants' first ever one thousand yard rusher? Jim Brown, Chuck Foreman, Leroy Kelly, Ron Johnson. So it's not Jim Brown. Man, I am just a, a dead fish in today's trivia. Oh, Hackshaw Hoyle Granger, by the way, would have been a good kicker name. Um, okay, so that would been a bad kicker name. First, probably would have, if your nickname was Hackshaw as a kicker, yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd be shanking them left. He'd be hurting people in the stands. Yeah. So Chuck Foreman, Leroy Kelly, Ron Johnson, who was the Giants' first one thousand yard rusher. You're, you're you're leaving Jim Brown off, right? Yeah, no Jim team. Brown did not play for the Giants. Okay. Leroy Kelly, he does sound like he'd he'd rake off some big ones. Um, Leroy, I did not realize this was going to be old school trivia. Like the most recent question we've had is like 1995 playoffs. <laughs> let's do Leroy. Let's let's go Leroy Kelly. Final A to Z. Leroy Kelly. Long run Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> Which Hall of Fame quarterback? All right. Threw a record seven touchdown passes for the Bears. In a 56 to 7 route of the Giants, and then went on to win the NFL championship in 1943. <laughs> okay, I think I know this. You think you knew who a old Bears quarterback from the 40s was? Yeah. He's in the I, Hall of Fame? I spent, yes, I, I spent a good eight years being a Bears fan. All right. Yeah, you know the Jay Cutler history. Joe Walton, Don Hudson, Sid Luckman. Dick Lucas. It's Sid Luckman. It's Sid Luckman, no doubt about it. You can go ahead and final A to Z lock that one in. <laughs> I'm glad you feel good about that one. They, uh, you give me 1940s trivia and I'm all over. Okay. Here we go. Last question. This is a long question, so get ready. In a historical 1968 game, 
the Jets were winning over the Raiders 32-29 with one minute remaining. NBC cut away from the game to begin a movie while fans are watching the beginning of the movie. The Raiders pulled out the game 43-32. Irate fans lit up NBC's call center about which children's movie. So the movies listed are The Exorcist, (laughs) Heidi, Jack and Jill's Playhouse, and Full Metal Jacket. So I know The Exorcist and Full Metal Jacket are not children's movies. (laughs) We've got a ton of Heidi's, and we had Heidi's piling in uh, from from Nick, Top Tier, Polly D, Bryce, Donald, Robert, John, pretty much all before you got to the option of Heidi. Okay. I, I think Heidi's a strong answer. Let's Man, let's do final A to Z on Heidi. Strong finish on uh, trivia with Jack and Heidi knowing the last couple. <laughs> Full metal jacket. I, I laughed at those exorcists. All right, so we've got our Full 10 questions exorcist. submitted. <laughs> I'm submitting the answers. We'll see how we did. All right. First question. Vikings quarterback, 30 interception club. Our guest was Fran Tarkenton. Ding, ding, ding. Got that right. Second question. Who was the only coach to win a championship in both the NFL and AFL? Did it with the Colts and Jets. We were correct with Webb Eubank, 2-0. Nice. Question three. From 1990 to 1993, the Bears quarterback was turning to Mike Ditka's whipping boy and then led the Colts uh, to the AFC championship game. We guessed Jim Harbaugh. We were correct. The man who likes milk with his steak. 3-0. Question number four. The 1995 NFC wildcard game set a record for scoring when the Lions lost 58-37. Who was the winning team that was led by Rodney Pete? We guessed Eagles. Pete did play for all the other teams listed, but he was the quarterback in 1995 for the Philadelphia Eagles. We were correct there. Scare me. 4-0. Question 5. The New Orleans Saints began their franchise in 1967. How many seasons would the Saints play before a winning season? Our guess was 13. Eh, wrong. Uh, the correct answer was 20. Jake not, Evans had it. Oh, yeah, not geez. until 1987. Good Lord. Oh, man, I didn't think that would be a, a possibility. What a poverty franchise that was. So we're now 4-1. and one. Question six, which 49ers kicker was best known for making 234 consecutive extra points and retired in 1969? I went with final answer, Steve Avery. Uh That was incorrect. Don't tell me it was Hackshaw Hoyle Granger. It was not Hoyle Granger. It was Tommy Davis, the name that we did not consider for one second. Yeah, name's not fun enough to guess. Yeah, only 38% of players have answered that correctly, so we're not alone. Question seven, which 15-season Ram and Niner linebacker was nicknamed Hackshaw? Boom, nailed it. Jack Reynolds, five and two. Who was the Giants' first ever 1,000 yard rusher? We guessed Leroy Kelly. Uh, I'm sorry. We guessed, yeah, we guessed Leroy Kelly. We were wrong. The correct answer Ron Johnson. Big Ron Johnson. Oh, man. Ron um, Johnson. Who could forget? Yeah. And, and uh, he did it in 1970. So. I'm disappointed. Leroy Kelly felt like the right answer there. We, uh, we the ones we missed were total guesses though, so I, I feel good about that. It's not like we were convinced, you yeah. know. So five and three with two answers to go. Which Hall of Fame quarterback threw record seven touchdown passes for the Bears in embarrassing route of the Giants and went on to win the championship in 1943? Jack nailed it. Sid Luckman, boom. Mm. In the game where they cut away from the Raiders and Jets for a historical comeback in 1968. NBC watched the movie Heidi instead of the game. So we finish seven out of 10. Not bad. Seven and three. Not bad, especially since most of the questions were pre-1980. Right? Yeah. Uh, I feel good about that performance. Now, you know, the chat held up pretty strong. The chat bailed us out on a couple big ones. So good work all around. I think seven and ten. The questions we missed were 1970. Uh, retired in 1969, and the Saints 
winning record, right? So that's pretty good. Like, Late I think 60s, we did early job. 70s, not our wheelhouse. Yeah, we'll I admit. think we did a really good job with this. So 7-3, and three, um, I agree with Orlando. Not bad at all. Chris Stress says not bad at all. Derek counts as a W, and I, I agree with this. So. Yeah, get some get some clap emojis in the chat. I feel like we I feel like we deserve a hand for that effort. Yeah, yeah. Not bad, not bad. We should have listened to Jake Evans, who's younger than you are, but had the he, same thing right. Yeah, and he commented it twice, the second one with an exclamation point. And when you put an exclamation point at the end of things, that 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 just gives off the aura of confidence, right? I, I, I trust you if you have an exclamation point at the end. So there's a tip for you guys if you want your answers uh, the next <laughs> time I'm on trivia. Just put exclamation points at the end. But you don't just do it because you're guessing. Do it like when you know, no, right? Mm, yeah, don't you have to create like a code. Yeah, come on, I'm, I'm giving you some leash. Don't run, don't run a mile with this with this leash that I've given you. Yeah, Jake, final Z, just screaming it. <laughs> That's my favorite thing is like visualizing people watching trivia and being like, "No, you idiots, go oh. with this. Stop mm. being stupid." Like, that's my favorite thing of visualizing you guys watch trivia. <laughs> All right, we'll see you tomorrow on a Friday. I'm happy that tomorrow is Friday. It's been a long week for your boy over here. It's been a real long week for Zach. Hopefully, Zach is back tomorrow on a Friday morning. If not, Jack will be jumping along uh, for us as well. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm not going to be in town, so you may have to. You can do the show tomorrow morning. You think? Your flight leaves at, what, 11? I think 11. We'll see. I'll have to check. We'll we'll check. You're good. Good luck. Look, you schedule the Uber for 9.30. Oh. We're off the show by 9.15. Oh, I just got a text. My flight got moved up to 9.30. Oh, bull. Stop it. Oh. <laughs> All right. We'll see everybody tomorrow on a Friday. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Buck Rising Live, A to Z Sports Primetime. Check out the website and the podcast network, A to Z Sports Podcast Network, with Jack and Austin Huff. I have a new Titan Up podcast with Darren Bates. Go check that out. We'll see you guys later on. Appreciate it. Thanks.